0: No purchase necessary we're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions applies website for details
1: Sunday morning uh, May 10th it's Mother's Day and we started to talk about building our faith having faith in the promises and learning how to stand in the promise promises and we're backing it up with scriptures. one thing we need to remember is that we are to be prepared by studying the word and committing it to our hearts we are to be self controlled deliberate in practicing and obeying the spiritual laws we are to be holy and set apart from the sayings and ways of the world we are to put a guard over our thoughts and words we are to think and say what the scriptures say about our prayer list we are to have hope in petitions answered Hope is the confident expectation of something good based on the word. We are not to be boxed in by small thinking or lack of understanding. Our God is a big God. He wants to expand our thinking and he is well able to bless us exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that we could think or imagine. He will give us our, us his wisdom when we ask. His thoughts and plans are above ours, and we need not be afraid to ask for big answers to our prayers. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. His storehouse is vast and full of riches. He actually owns everything in the universe, so there is never a lack of resources in his kingdom. God will also bless us so that we may be a blessing to others. He may even use us in providing the answer for others. Now, we ended last week with Romans 10, verse 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Let's go to Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5. We just started. I just did a recap, and we're just starting the new scriptures. Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5. Sandy, would you read that, please?
2: Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this.
1: Okay. Uh, I'd like to read that from the Amplifying... It expands some of the words. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. All right, let's go to the New Testament, to the book of Matthew. okay chapter 17 verse 20 okay Joel
0: he replied because you have so little faith truly I tell you if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you
1: okay Let's jump to Matthew 21 and verses 21-22 and if you would read them as well. Matthew 21 verses 21 and 22.
0: Jesus replied Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and if it will be done, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer.
1: Okay, now that mountain is a symbol of a problem, and that problem can can be a mountain to you. But if you ask according to the scriptures and to the promises, that mountain can be resolved and can be removed. And in fact i've I've heard a, a story whereby a whole physical mountain was actually removed through prayer. There, there was a church that had a t- tiny parking lot in the back, and they were up against a mountain. Well, you know, they didn't have the money to chip away at the mountain. It's a really expensive project to to move part of a mountain to make a new parking lot. So, uh, they started to pray for, for this resolution of this mountain problem. And uh, they prayed the, the promises in the word of God. And at one point, this construction company approached them, and he knew it was good soil on that land. So he approached the pastor and, and uh, the board about that, that mountain, and he had a big project that required huge amounts of fill, soil fill and he needed good soil so they came to an arrangement where he was able to remove all the soil he needed and it cleared a way for the church to make a large parking lot so through praying the promises a physical mountain was actually removed and solved problems for two entities So anytime I think that a problem is uh, pretty difficult to solve, I think back to that story that I heard. And if he can remove that physical mountain in the way that he did, then I can roll all my cares over to him. I can give him my problems, put them in his hands, and let him deal with it. I'll just keep praying the scriptures and standing on them. And as you start to do this and you see your little problems solved then you develop the faith for him to solve your bigger problems and work with you and at some point in your life when you have that kind of faith he's going to start using you to solve other people's problems so you may be an answer for someone else and for their prayers and petitions now Mark chapter 11 verses 22 to 24 uh, that's up to you if you want to go to that Okay. Uh, these verses relay the same teaching. and do you want to read that?
3: Okay, Mark 11 22 through 24. Yes. And Jesus, replying, said to them, Have faith in God constantly. Truly I tell you, whatever says to, what says to this spot, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart but believes that what he says will take place it will be done for him for this reason I am telling you whatever you ask for in prayer believe, trust and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it
1: Okay. faith moves mountains and problems do not doubt or be double-minded let's go to the parable of the fig tree Uh, that's also in Mark 11 And it's verses 12 through 14. Okay, do you want to read that? Go ahead.
4: The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard him say it.
1: Okay. And then uh, read uh, verses 20 and 21. Just continue that.
4: In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree is withered. Okay.
1: And then it goes on. We we already read this, but have faith in God. Jesus answered. Uh, now go uh, to the Gospel of Matthew 21. Matthew 21 verses 18 through 22.
5: Now in the morning when he returned to the city, he became hungry, and seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he came to it, and found nothing on it except leaves only, and he said to it, No longer shall there be any fruit from you, and at once the fig tree withered, and seeing this, the disciples marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once, and Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith, And do not doubt. You should not only do what was done to this fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, it shall happen. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive.
1: So we've read that section twice now. Okay. So two Gospels verify this story. Uh, And we talked about producing fruit in our church service this morning. When you see leaves on a fig tree, that means it's supposed to have fruit, it's supposed to have figs. And we are to produce fruit, not just a good appearance. In the parable of the fig tree, the tree had leaves and should have had fruit but did not. Jesus spoke to the tree, then the tree died from the roots upward. A fig tree with leaves but no fruit represents false hope and disappointment. We need to learn how to deal with the disappointment that comes with what appears to be unanswered prayer. We need to have faith in Jesus, walk in the authority that he has given us, align our thoughts and words with his promises, and determine to put our emotions aside. This is the God kind of faith. Actively believe and receive. Reach out and take it. Roots represent the unseen portion of reality. When praying about a problem, address the root of the problem with applicable scriptures. Now, here are some examples stop smoking, stop alcoholic overindulgence, stop overeating stop gambling, stop overspending. Pray about release from bondage and addiction. And you can go to 1 John 1 verses 8 and 9 concerning those kinds of problems. Petition God for help. Go to Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24. And we are to give thanksgiving for deliverance from our problems and bondages and Romans 6.22 tells us that we are to do that another, another uh, comment about this when you throw it into the sea you can't get it back when it goes to the sea it goes way down to the bottom and you're not going to get that back you can't, you can't retrieve that mountain from the sea And when you throw your problem into the sea through prayer, don't take that problem back and dwell on it. But just stand on the promises and expect that promise to be resolved. That problem to be resolved through the promises. does, Does anyone have any comments they want to make about these parables? Or about this idea of standing on the promises? giving them over to to Jesus, uh, giving the problems over to Jesus, and having that confident expectation. Anyone have anything that they want to add to any of this?
5: The only thing I noticed was that in Mark's version, it almost seems that Jesus was angry with the tree, you know, and cursed it. Where in Matthew's version, it's not that he was angry at the tree, it's just that he said, you're a false hope, and so you will never be a false hope again. And when you said something about false hope and disappointment that really hit pretty strongly for me because i've been going through a lot of disappointment lately you know so
1: but we have found that when you persevere over a period of time he does come through for us Yeah,
5: and you have to put your emotions aside and you have to be willing to let god act where you can't and you know i haven't achieved as much as god did on his own
1: Let God be God. Give it over to him. And just have that trust. You have that uh, patience and perseverance on standing on those promises. Now, I watched a teaching on uh, TBN. Uh, The teaching was by T.D. Jakes and he was teaching on Mark 11 verses 22 through 24 and the title of his teaching was and ye shall have it so I'm going to just paraphrase in in my words what what he was teaching when you pray believe you have received it past tense and not that you're going to get it in the future believe it was already done The operation of the Holy Spirit is in the spirit realm and it cannot be conjured in the flesh. It must be birthed in prayer and you must receive it in your spirit before you receive it in the natural, physical realm. If you have to force yourself to believe it, it won't work. Is your desire or request God-given or is it a humanistic desire? Is it within God's will and purpose for your life? Does the Holy Spirit, which searches the deep things of God, reveal it to your spirit? The Holy Spirit is a divine search engine. Like the search engine of a computer, it searches and brings up what is yours. The word in the Bible plus the word from the Holy Spirit equals your answer. Basically, Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells us that things start in the spirit, a thought in the spirit realm, promise plus faith plus confirmation by the word equals provision and answer. I thought this was a great analogy because some of us spend a lot of hours doing searches on the computer. But the Holy Spirit is our divine search engine and he searches the deeper things. He knows the spirit realm and everything that we want answered originates in the spirit realm. It's a matter of us praying God's promises, standing on his covenant with us to manifest it in our physical world. So it starts in the spirit. Let's go to Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2. everyone have that yet? Colossians? Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Okay, Sandy?
2: Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things.
1: So here it tells us that we need to start in the spiritual realm. Any comments about that? Matthew Hagee said, your vocal cords are the microphone of your soul. I thought that was interesting, to speak it out. Whatever you have in your, your soul and your spirit needs to be vocalized through your voice. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Get the word and the specific scriptures down into your heart which is your spirit. An example would be to find specific scriptures on healing, health, wellness and long life. Walking in divine health and wellness begins in your spirit according to your faith. Then it is manifested in your body. Keep these scriptures alive in your thoughts and speak them out frequently as a declaration of your supernatural state and then whenever you are attacked with fleshly symptoms, it is great to be healed, but even better to be in divine health. Pray and stand on these scriptures when, whenever petitioning God for healing for yourself or for others. Then thank God for the healing. Pray Isaiah 53, 5. By his stripes I was healed. Make a de- declaration. I have the peace of Christ, This same spiritual law of confession also works in other areas, such as finances, salvation for others, relationships, resolution of legal problems, release from addictions and (coughs) bondages, and all other kinds of problems that we may uh, have to face in life. What's really important is to build your ark before the rain begins. So build up a reservoir of prayer to carry you through all seasons of life. Benny Hinn says, Faith does not deny fact. Faith changes changes fact. Now, one school of thought states that you never admit sickness. However, in the Bible, the blind man admitted his blindness. The lepers admitted their leprosy. It was their confession of, ch- of faith that changed their condition. They were healed by faith. Now, do not claim and hold on to the condition or situation, but claim the promise that will change it. Flu symptoms are trying to come on me, but by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed, and I live in divine health, wellness, and well-being. Now, I have personally practiced this over more than a decade. I've not been to a doctor since about 2002. No medications. No diagnoses. And I think I'm in pretty good shape for turning 65. So I know in my life and in the life of other people who have have started this practice that it works. God's word does not return void. So you need to speak life and health and wellness provision, all the goodness of God over yourself. Make those declarations. And even though things in the flesh might not be exactly lining up at that moment, you speak that word in the spirit and speak it out loud. And the spiritual, the supernatural of God will trump the physical, natural world. And he will keep his promises to us. So, yes, we live in a fallen, broken dying world and the Satan will come against us and other people may come against us but claiming the promises will reverse the natural does anyone have anything they want to say about that has anyone else practiced this do you have questions about this because there are a lot of different schools of thought out there. Uh, Some people think you're lying. Well, no, you're not denying the sickness or the flu symptoms or the allergy symptoms or whatever. You may have some pain in your body and you're not denying it, but you're going to overcome it with the promises. So you don't like take hold and keep that problem and keep meditating and talking the problem. What you do is you take hold of the promise and meditate the promise and speak the promise and bring that life force, the wellspring of the life that uh, is in Proverbs, that that we speak over this class. Questions? Comments?
2: Come on. (laughs) I
5: don't know, Ella Bingham was saying how healthy she is today and she says the only one who doesn't treat her like she's healthy as her son, mm-hmm. so she's not a little happy about that, but I was thinking, you know, well, sometimes we play up the faults of our parents more than we should, and, but she, Ella is doing very well mm-hmm. after her back healed, and, and you know, that's a perfect example of someone that you thought, you know, wasn't going to get any better, and then,
1: know. you know,
5: now she's doing really well, so I'm, you know, that's just a praise on how well she's doing, and she looks very healthy, and she was very happy today. And,
1: well, that is an ex- nice excellent example, and there's there's dozens and dozens of examples of people in this church. Ellis' doctor spoke death over her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They they told her, you know, she'll she has to learn to live with pain. She has to learn with being crippled in a wheelchair, and they time and time again spoke doom, gloom, and death over her body. However the prayer warriors in this church in this church spoke life over her we laid hands over her we spoke the promises of God for health wellness for long life with satisfaction in Psalm 91 we spoke those those verses over her and prayed over her and we kept her thinking in terms of God's promises not what the doctor says yeah the doctor has been to school but we've been to Jesus and we're standing on God's word and you have to be a little bit radical about this and I don't care I'm radical about it but I get the, the fruit of the word the benefit of the word the life in the word and I have seen in so many lives that when we stand on this and we're radical about it lives are changed and they're changed for the better. So look at Ella. She's walking around. She barely even has to use a cane anymore. She only uses it for stability, for long distances and uneven surfaces. But, you know, she had to go through a time of trial and tribulation, but God was working all through that, and he walked her through that, and look at her now. And she's going to be 89. So don't tell me the word doesn't work. I've seen it work. I've seen people come into this church diagnosed with heart problems, severe heart problems in their 40s. And we laid hands on those people and they came back the next time the doctor said, there's nothing wrong. That heart is perfectly healthy. You're in good shape. I've seen, uh, you've seen, why don't you give your testimony on your back and your your neck from your accident?
5: Well, once I had that accident you know i was in a neck brace with a fractured c2 vertebrae which the miracle was is that i didn't end up getting killed or paralyzed but i kept going up and seeing the doctors they were telling me i would have to be in a neck brace for like a year maybe longer maybe forever you know
1: but after well, they I. They were talking months. Yeah, They right. were taking yeah. a long,
5: long time. Long time. More than months. A
1: long time.
5: For the C2 to heal. You know, the spinal cord does not heal very easily.
1: And the EMTs and the state police had said it's a wonder you weren't paralyzed. Or that
5: I was or dead. Or that you were yeah, even they was, alive. They said nobody yeah. should have lived through that accident. You know. But
1: you came to this church with a neck brace.
5: Right. And I went to the healing ministry that Sandy and the prayer warriors had put together. And I felt this like flowing um healing going down my neck and the next day i go up to the doctor's office we laid hands on him and and they did an x-ray and he said there's no sign of any like damage or fracture or anything anymore he said you can take that brace off he said i can't explain it and i told him i had been to a prayer meeting the night before and suddenly felt instantly better you know so it was absolutely amazing to me to have that happen But the whole thing that was also amazing was the circumstances of the accident itself and having the truck roll over and stop on the doorstep of a church was a little bit bizarre.
3: I mean, literally
5: rolled over up at Galitzin Reservoir and landed on a church of the truck doorstep without hitting the church. Mm -hmm. And then they pulled me out of the wreckage and life-flighted me and stuff. But, I mean, the the fact that... And at that time, I was not a born-again Christian and then after that happened boy I became a poor young Christian Mm -hmm. pretty fast afterwards because I realized that that God (laughs) that God was for real you know and it was the first time in my life that he wasn't just an intellectual exercise anymore that he was actually a, a physical being that would help you you know I'd never thought of that before I'd always been raised so scientific and you know prove it to me doubting Thomas type thing but then when it was proven to me and I realized how strong he can be in our lives, it was amazing to me. Because all my life I had never actually believed. Oh, certainly I'd read the Bible and gone to church and stuff like that. But I can understand why there are people in this congregation who've been coming here for years and don't know how wonderful it is to know that he's for, for real. You know, he's not just something in your head. You know, God is for real. Jesus he is for real. And he does touch you. And he will heal you. And if you have the faith, He will make things happen for you. So, but I do agree that staying in the Word is so important, and prayer, very important. Stay in the Word, stay in prayer. Trust in Him to be able to handle your problems, and He actually will do it. And I don't think we can accomplish anything on our own. Without God, there's no accomplishment.
1: And store up a treasure trove of verses in your, in your heart so that you know them. Mm-hmm. You know that you know what was also amazing about your episode? Now, I've I've heard of you know we've laid hands on people at prayer group and you know other similar experiences. They felt the warmth. They felt the li the warm liquid like honey, like honey, like down honey flowing no, yeah. down their spines when they had back problems, <coughs> flowing through their affected limbs. But when you went for your fault your visit with the doctor, not only did he tell you. That you could remove the brace, but Mm -hmm. you asked him, "Well, what restrictions will I have?"
5: And he said, "None." He said, "None. There's nothing wrong with your neck now." And he said, "That's impossible," because he was looking at the X-rays that he showed me.
1: The previous. Here's
5: the last X-ray. You can see the crack quite clearly. Here's the new X-ray. There's no crack. There's no growth. There's no scar tissue. There's no bone growing over. I mean, it was just amazing. The previous visit, you were
1: looking at months. He told you you're going to have that for months. Yeah, and
5: I I asked him, I said, is there a possibility you made a mistake when you did the original x-rays? And he said, no, we didn't make a mistake. He said, are your x-rays? You know, it just really stunned me to have that happen. But I really do believe in the healing power of prayer, but you do have to believe, you know. That makes a difference.
1: Now, T.D. Jake said, the word will work even when it doesn't look like it's working. Jesus told the, leopards, the lepers to go to the priest and show themselves, and they started toward the temple before the full healing manifested. It came to pass as they went. So, in Luke, let's go to Luke 17. Let's read this story, this event. Luke 17 verses 11 through 19. Okay, who's next to read?
0: Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance were not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well.
1: Okay. These were Samaritans that were lepers. And they showed their faith by calling out to Jesus and asked for him to have pity or have mercy on us. And so he told them go show yourselves to the priest and they started to walk away as they were walking away then they were cleansed so their skin conditions start to clear up as they walked in faith and obedience to, to the word of Jesus now out of the ten only one came back and he saw he was healed and he came back and he praised God out loud. So he spoke out his praise directly to God. And he gave him thanksgiving. There's another important component thanking God for the healing. So then Jesus asked, Well, you know, where are the other nine? So they left and they were cleansed. And their skin cleared up. But for the one who came back and gave, gave him personal direct thanks. He said, rise and go your faith has made you well. Now in the original Hebrew the word is whole. Your faith has made you whole and restored. There's a big difference there that a lot of people don't recognize. When you're a leper you have all kinds of skin conditions but then you also start to have body parts fall off, you may lose fingers, toes, a nose, part of your nose, part of your ear may fall off, your skins just starts to deteriorate and actually you know, start to break apart and fall apart. The other ones got their skin cleaned but this man was made whole so all anything that had fallen off or was in a, Disrepair, he made it like new.
5: So is that what he your restored, Bible says? He
1: restored. He restored the parts. He made them whole.
5: Is that what your Bible says in verse 19? Mm-hmm. My mine only says your faith has made you well. It doesn't say your faith has made you whole. Right, but you but have that to go totally back. No, the you meaning. go
1: back to the original Hebrew, and that's where you get the full meaning of well.
5: That totally changes. Wellness the full
1: is wholeness, restoration. You want to be. In divine health and wellness.
5: I always wondered about this parable because there were ten people and it seemed like all ten got healed and only one of them was thankful. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that the one who was thankful also was made whole. Yeah. So that.
1: Healing closed up the wounds, wholeness included restoration.
5: Including restoration. Okay. That's
1: a very important point. It's one thing to, you know, have have part of it. Part of the problem fixed. You want the whole problem fixed and you want restoration along with it. Double for your trouble. <laughs> and you can get into a whole lot of teaching about that. Any other comments, questions? Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7.
3: For well, we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief, Respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy favor thus we walk not by sight or appearance Okay, and then go back
1: a few more chapters to Hebrews One of the best verses in the Bible faith chapter. Hebrews 11 verses 1
4: through 3. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed in God's command so that we what is seen was not made out of what was visible.
1: Okay. I'm going to read this in Amplified too and if anyone else has a version they want to read you can do that as well now faith is the assurance the conviction, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses for by faith trust, and holy fervor, born of faith. The men of old had a divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible, Now, a lot of people, and by tradition, this first verse, now faith is being sure. A lot of people put a comma or a pause between now and faith, and they'll say, now faith is being sure. Now faith is being sure. There is no comma there and the emphasis should be put on now. Now faith. In fact, you could even put a hyphen in your mind. Now faith. Faith right now, in the present. Now faith, having faith right now when you say it. Faith right now when you read the promise. Faith right now when you state the promise. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for, being certain of what we do not see, When you start to have this kind of a mindset, in fact, I put a big big rectangle in my Bible around now faith to make it stand out as a block. Now faith. When you start to think in those terms, having faith now when you make your petition, having faith now that the promise is already fulfilled, having faith that what God wrote when he had these men write these books of the Bible God is timeless God's always in the now so we need to have faith in the now and believe when we pray that we receive it, believe it and receive it now
2: Can I read the message? Yes In the message Bible is. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. By faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see.
1: That's really good. That's what I like to hear the different uh, versions and translations because every, everyone can bring a newer understanding, a deeper understanding of what, what God is trying to get us to see and understand. Faith reveals what is already there. Let's go to 1 uh, Peter.
5: This whole chapter is a chapter that does nothing but relate faith over and over.
1: Yeah, if you go through, yeah, you can go through and underline or circle by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. amazing. And all these people were still living by faith when they died.
5: Okay, first Peter.
1: By faith. So, First Peter, chapter one, verses three and four. Who wants to read
3: that ed are you next praised honored blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ messiah by his boundless mercy we have been born again and ever living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay imperishable unsalted and unfading deserved in heaven for you okay
1: Then let's go further back to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. comes after first Peter first second it's after Peter first second okay first John 5 verses 14
4: and 15 Ryan this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatever we ask we know that we have what we ask of him
1: okay In the Amplified it says, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if, since we positively know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us our present possessions the request made of him. Okay. Now faith is having faith now at the time of praying and believing that you are receiving the answers that were already provided by God. God knew your request before you made them and he already had a storehouse full of provision available to you. He already had the answer to your petition. Sense knowledge comes by the flesh and our natural senses and that is called dark knowledge. Dark knowledge sometimes help us navigate in this dark natural world. Sense and dark knowledge may be useful in things such as completing an application for a job or avoiding hurt from touching a flame. Sense knowledge may seem right but is not always or necessarily the truth. Revelation and spiritual knowledge come from God and is light. Light knowledge through God is the way, the truth, and the life. (coughs) The answers already exist in the invisible spirit world, and God can put his supernatural power over the things in the natural, visible world. Dark knowledge may say, we don't have any job openings, but revelation or light knowledge can create a job where none previously existed or it can give us a warning for avoiding danger that we had no idea that existed, as happened for many people on 9-11. Revelation knowledge can help us go above and beyond the natural world. Faith and the spoken word change things in the physical world. Now faith is having the God kind of faith. Now faith is a positive response to what grace for what Jesus has offered. Grace is a person. Grace is Jesus. Actively accept and confess what Jesus made available to you through salvation. Faith on display, faith exhibited by your words and actions, is a bridge to bringing a manifestation of something from the unseen spiritual realm into the scene, physical dimension. Now the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5, verse 28, spoke in faith and then acted by touching the hem of Jesus' garment, also known as a tallit. She put her faith on display and her faith made her whole. She gained the wholeness of shalom. In Matthew 8, verse 5, the Roman centurion put his faith on display when he told Jesus to speak the word only and my servant would be healed. Jesus had never seen faith displayed and vocalized like this before. So here are some points to consider. Number one, are you removing your display of faith too soon? Number two, are you actively listening for God's response and patient in allowing his timing? Number three, are you careful as to what you display? Does it match and line up with what God can work with? Is it right? Sila, Pause, meditate, and consider this. Now, Dr. Creflo Dollar said, you can't change God's word. Allow God to renew your mind. This is a lifetime process and a moment-to-moment battle. Will you let the devil outlast you in this battlefield of the mind? Be consistent and committed to win. God operates in faith, Satan operates in fear. Some prayers are fear-based and motivated by fear. Are you professing faith or fear in your everyday speech and prayers? Instead of praying fear-filled prayers, we need to pray God-breathed prayers. Abraham did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb or his advanced age. He considered God's promise. So do not consider or meditate the problem. Consider and stand on God's promise. Operate in God's love, not in fear. Fear is not being sure that God loves you enough to provide what you need. But because God loves you, what you hope for will come to pass. Do not tolerate fear in your life. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. So things won't work the way God intended. Determine to operate in God's love and to respond to seeds of hope, faith, prosperity, and blessing. And we're going to end on that note. Does any ha- anyone have anything they want to say? Okay. Next week we'll continue with uh, developing faith. And have a happy Mother's Day today. <laughs>